Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. Welcome back to Chaos and Christ Podcast. I am your host, Alexi Felix. Thank you for joining me today. I want to say Merry Christmas to every single one of you. It's Christmas Eve, and it will be released today, as well as, obviously, I want to say Merry Christmas for actual Christmas Day, and may the peace of Christ just rest on you. I know that holidays cannot aren't always about joy at this point in time. The older I get, I realize that it, it carries a lot of weight. You start off with Christmas with such a, a just a childlike faith and enthusiasm and joy about it. It's just the the giving and the receiving truly that for a child is just the most extravagant moment for them in their lives. It's a moment of realizing how much love is endowed to that one little human being. But as you get older, you start to realize how how life it goes from from this beautiful little pink world, as my mom used to say, the world ain't pink, into this world of gray where it's not just black and white. There's a lot there. There's loved ones that are no longer with us. And there's tragedies. There's there's just financial situations. Things start to happen around Christmas the older you get where you're grateful that your kids are joyful. But when you're left to yourself, by yourself, by the fire, it, it, it's it's pretty heavy. So I always say this just to say that I pray that the the grace of Christ, who we celebrate on this day, rests with you and give you peace in the midst of that turmoil within. So I, too, am missing a loved one, was thinking about this person just earlier this morning. And so it is life. This is the life that we live here on earth. But Christ is able and is willing to give us that comfort. So I would just lean on the Lord. Today, guys, I want to be talking about ambition and the chaos that it could bring. And I've really been interested in this topic because I think personally, I deal with this a lot when it comes down to being ambitious and wanting to acquire or attain or be someone of a certain status. So as I was looking for it for myself, I thought, man, I definitely should share this with you uh, because this is the kind of thing that can leave chaos within our own personal lives. But then we could also see what ambitious men do in our country today, in our politics today, and how that's leaving chaos right now. And so all of this is, is a double, like double-edged sword. While I talk about what's happening in the culture, in politics, because I, I find it very important. I'm also talking about you as a person, your heart, the turmoil that is happening, and, and just wanting to serve you as best as I can so that you could be a better man or woman for your family, for the church, and for society as a whole moving forward. So I was looking up ambition, and Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines ambition as an ardent desire for rank, fame, or power. Typically, when we hear of a person and their ambitions, this is very easily a definition we would come up with on our own, almost word for word. It doesn't really carry a lot of positive connotations behind it. We tend to 
find out, you know, if someone is ambitious, we have this thought like they're just trying to reach a certain level of status. They're trying to acquire a certain level of wealth. They want to be known. They want everyone to know them. They want to be popular. And so this is a, a thing that will be with us forever. There will always be men. And there will always be women that are ambitious in the most selfish way possible, where it is about making sure they can pull rank and in that have fame so that in turn they could amass power. And so it was prevalent then, right? And back in the days, days beyond our time, where it was about gaining the crown to the throne, right? If we're talking about monarchy, I've watched a lot of Viking shows and a lot of shows that have to do with like the Saxons and the kings and the queens and the wars and the politics that happens in there. And really, it almost like when you look at the position of the king or the person that's leading a people, it's like they can't trust anyone because there's always someone who has ambition. And in those times, when, when the person was told to know or, or is told to be known that they are an ambitious man, they always knew that that was not a good thing because what will this ambitious man do in order to get to where, what he wants or where he wants to go? And it's like the king could not trust anyone. He could not trust anyone. And if he could find one person, one person, he'd latch on to that person because truly everyone was self-serving and were ambitious. I was watching the show Vikings. It's an older show. It's on Hulu. And it was basically kind of centered around Ragnar Lothbrok and, and those people and his basically uh, pillaging and, and going to England and whatnot. Anyway, eventually he becomes king of of his people and he actually had kidnapped and enslaved a christian monk with him who eventually would have just who became a very close friend to him and i I remember a scene where he's rediscovering his faith the christian monk he was going through a turmoil in his life where he was in due in uh he was dragged into the pagan way of living and saw the pagan religion and what they did you know, how they worshiped Thor, Odin, and, and all that. And he was he was confused because he was kidnapped. His place was destroyed by these Vikings. And he was just going through a turmoil within, spiritually, about his faith. It, it, who, who's the true God, right? Eventually, he comes to a moment when he realizes that the Christian God is the true God. And he finds himself realizing that he was actually born again. That before then, he wasn't. And... Through all that he has gone through, he finally realized that God, Christ, has saved him. And so he goes to Ragnar to confess his faith in Christ and to let him know that he is undoubtedly, without a shadow of a doubt, a Christian man and believes in in Jesus and that he has to depart from him because he figures, hey, because I am a Christian and you guys are pagans, I know you're not going to want me. And the king, Ragnar Lothbrok, his response was amazing. This guy's a tough dude, tough dude. And his response, he jumps to his feet with rage and says, you cannot leave me. I love you. Even Athelstan, which is, that's his name, was a little bit taken back. But because he think of it, obviously, 
my faith will always collide with yours. There cannot be no reconciliation. But this man saw that he could trust Athelstan. He saw that he was the only real one out among, amongst his own people who claimed they loved him. He was the only one he could trust because Athelstan was not ambitious. He didn't have selfish ambition. His ambition was to serve King Ragnar, but ultimately to serve God and to serve Jesus. And I paint that picture because what selfish ambition does is alienates you from other people and makes you realize you can't trust anyone. And so that's what I got out of that from that point in time. But then we fast forward up to 2022, 23 almost, and really we, we see the same thing today, right? Except that today, the way we gain the attention is by making sure we garner that through Instagram and gain more followers and have, you know, have our content out there. And we are ambitious to, to do that and to be someone we're not to the point where many people will lie online. I mean, look at Liver King, right? If you guys haven't heard or followed anything in the fitness industry, Liver King came out and was this apparent ancestral tenant type of guy who's yoked, super jacked, but claims that he does so by eating organs and meat testicles and all kinds of insane barbarian things and and he claims that he's out in the wild he lives out in the wild and that's this ancestral tenets he talks about testosterone blah 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 and then we find out that ultimately he was on steroids the whole time he denied it he denied it he denied it lied dead and cold face to everybody that he was not but anyone who saw him we all knew he really wasn't but the idea is that he had ambition ambition to obviously pull himself out from wherever he was coming from to garner the attention to be known and to have power and well he did a good job the man made a killing he sells supplements he's got a company he's got an online presence and even now that he's exposed for steroid use he still has a million followers on instagram so that's the world we live in today this is what ambition does it lies to people and it does whatever it can to garner attention and to be able to buy one's dollars or votes. And well, speaking of votes, we all we understand that ambitious men eventually become tyrants. And we still see grand tyrants at scale today in our world. I mean, just look at Joe Biden and the fam. Just check them out. And check out Justin Trudeau in Canada. Check out his trajectory and where he is headed and what's happening in Canada. Look at Australia. I mean, we already saw that in history's time with Venezuela. We're seeing it now in Brazil where the Supreme Court is threatening any business owner that has ever supported any protester about their elections to shut down and freeze their accounts. What we are seeing here is ambitious group of men and women collectively powering up together to amass great wealth power. It's happening now, even now today. It's happening now. Money, power, and fame serve as gods in the giant God-sized hole in every man. Yet it is easily corrupted and made destructive because idol worship is false and egregious to the one true God. 
Because ultimately, if you have an ardent desire for rank, fame, and power, then rank, fame, and power is your God. It is what you think about. It is what you serve. It is what you find purpose in. And you've created a story in your head that says, if I don't get this, life will be meaningless. But if I do attain this, I have fulfilled my purpose. And we have to be careful. We have to be careful with that because at the end of the day, this is a sin against the one true God. It plagues every man and all have fallen short in this arena. All of us, myself included. It is a desire to exalt oneself by any means necessary. And it is a kind of ambition that is truly rooted in pride. And God has much to say about self-exaltation and pride in scripture. The scriptures literally tell us that if you seek to save your life here on this earth, and by that, it is not just so much to save it from death, but to save it in, in a way where it pleases you. It, you know what I'm saying? It serves you by any means necessary. Well, he says that if you seek to save your life here on earth, not denying its pleasures, not denying its lies and its sins, then you will lose your life. Isn't that funny? Like, it's a backward scene. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus is saying that if we are to then find life and gain it eternally, that we are to lose it here on earth for who, though? For his name's sake. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But it's truly pride. And pride as scripture teaches, comes before the fall. And so we see that in self-exaltation, God will humble us. He will humble. I mean, he, he says it in scripture again, that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. This is Christ, Jesus, who's speaking, who is telling us these very words that we who desire to attain this rank, fame, and power, to put ourselves first, to save and preserve our own life, pleasures, and desires, and ambitions, we will lose our life in, in the end. We will actually perish in the end, and we will fall in the end. You may ask then, Alexi, are we not to take dominion, subdue the earth, and multiply? There's got to be some sort of ambition behind that is there not i mean you talk about starting businesses getting in shape and whatnot and that right there sounds like you're ambitious you must have been ambitious to start this podcast you know that might have been an ambition for you well there is another way to define ambition and it's also noted on miriam webster so this is like the second definition the other definition is a desire to achieve a particular end very simple, a particular end. We all have goals. We all have desires. We all have ambitions, right? Where we are trying to achieve a particular end, an, an end that's going to meet that need or that problem or that desire to solve. And so I say that because I, let me just explain to you my own personal story with ambition. Because again, the reason why I'm even talking about this, it's because it's something that I personally feel like I battle with, truly, honestly, struggle with. 
the desire to actually be recognized and to leave a mark on this earth to yeah to, to have financial wealth and security i guess i never really cared for power i've, I've never if i can i be honest with myself and with you i've never had the desire to exact power over someone but i guess i did want power over the trajectory of my life and how it's lived right and how i saw it to be and so i've always struggled with oh maybe i'm an entrepreneur what which one should i do should i start this fitness business should i do this should, this podcast or maybe god's called me to be a preacher and i should do that right maybe that's what i got to do this has been my struggle and money money's always been a thing too for me where i was learning about entrepreneurship learning about money management and wanting to make sure that i have a lot of it because as i when i can remember growing up i didn't have a lot of money my mom did really good at taking care of us, but money wasn't like our thing. It was by God's grace, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And then, of course, being someone who was raised by a single mom who didn't have his dad around, I think that deep down inside, I was looking for acceptance. I was looking for status so that way I can leave a mark, right, and to be validated for once in my life. But I realized now as an older man that what I was really looking for was a validation of my father. And I, I, at this day and age, I don't think I'm ever going to get that. And so all these things tend to fight within me, a battle inside to accomplish this, that, and the other. And so I stress about it. I will stress about it. I will look at YouTube videos to figure out what's my next move. What should I do? I should be doing this. I can't ever be present where I'm at because I'm always thinking about what I got to do next in order to work on this or otherwise it's never going to work. It's been such a plague that it's exhausted me and it's gotten me to places of deep sadness and I don't want to say depression, but it definitely didn't have the drive to do whatever it is I had to do. Started to think that what I'm doing is mediocre and it, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And that has been my struggle. For so many years, so many years, and I pursued things, wasted money on things, put myself in debt on things, so that way I can attain all these things. And guess what? They mean nothing. They mean nothing. So what does the scripture say? Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. Verse 13, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. And then verse 15 says, This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and guess what? Demonic. That's what the scripture says. That selfish ambition, no matter how good of an intention that you think it is that you're trying to achieve, deep down in the heart, if it's selfish, if it's really for you, deep down, when it's all said and done and all the things you said you're going to do for this good reason, if it's still truly about you, then it's unspiritual, it's earthly meaning there is no profit in eternal life it's just for the here and now and it's demonic meaning it is evil it comes from satan himself and his 
minions. <laughs> you know, it is demonic, truly demonic. Verse 16 reads, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Do you hear that? Selfish ambition is truly destructive. It is destructive not only for your own life, but it will destroy and create chaos around the people around you. Seldom do we do anything in this world that doesn't somehow affect the other person. I, I notice that more nowadays than ever before. There's some things that there's some stories that come into my mind that I just don't feel like I have the permission to speak about because they're really heavy. But I've known people to make decisions that were life altering. And you realize just how selfish these decisions can be because when it's all when it's done and they got what they've wanted, there's still the chaos and the wreckage left behind for the people, the loved ones, the family, the friends, the dads, the moms to pick up the pieces and still keep looking for the other pieces. Nothing makes sense anymore. There's a lot of holes within this puzzle. Nothing that we ever do is seldomly just for us. It affects everyone else. It really does. It really does. I wallowed in my purpose or calling for so long. Like, what did God call me to do? And all of it was really self-exaltation. It was all rooted in pride. I just wanted to be known, to be recognized for something. And what that is today is not just me, but I now see it in the culture. And I see it now being used by the political figures of our day against us to vote for them. It is the new religion of selfism. I'm a product of it. You grew up with it, even in certain churches. You're special. God has anointed you. You are a special little being, and you are meant to do great things. You, 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 you. We are so inflated with ourselves and our own specialness that we become selfish and ambitious, and even some churches are telling you to be this way. That's the messed up part of this whole thing. But it is our modern-day religion. It's man's modern-day religion. It's selfism. And so what I want to do now is really just look at ambition in a biblical Christ-honoring sense. Because there is an ambition, only one, that is true, and that is what we are meant to do as Christians. We are to aspire to live for Jesus Christ and His glory setting aside our own. That is what we should be ambitious about. We should be ambitious about preaching the gospel with our neighbors, friends, and coworkers. Our aim should be to give and share the gospel with those that are in our world, that God has placed in our world, that are perishing right now, that if today they died, having not heard the gospel or even having rejected the gospel, they will perish for all eternity. And that should be a heavy weight on your heart and on mine. 
Hey, I was, I'm going to tell you a story. It's kind of weird. It was a weird time in my life. I was involved in some motorcycle club activity. You just watch one too many Sons of Anarchies and you're really riled up. But I really did get on a motorcycle. I really did put on a patch. I really did start riding a motorcycle. That's fun. I would love to get back on a bike in the future, for sure. But anyway, that was me. I was there. And there was the president of the club. I'm not going to say his name. But this guy was just a straight-up egomaniac, like a straight-up sociopath. The dude, I mean, he showed hints of feelings, but he was so selfish and ambitious. He was the definition of a selfish, ambitious man who wanted rank, who wanted power, who wanted fame. But I lashed on to him. We linked up. And at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, you can imagine that such a selfish, ambitious man basically tore up the very club that he started, and it was destroyed. And I ended up walking away. Thank God. I think it was by the grace of God, and he knocked me upside my head. Couple a couple months later, I got into a motorcycle accident. So anyway, but I bring this man up because one day he called me and I was working and he called me at the gym I was working in and he got me on the phone looking for me and I hadn't spoken to this man in some time. I did whatever I could to get as far away from him as possible. And eventually he started to confess that, that he was basically... He was sorry. He made his excuses, but he was sorry. And that he thought that I was a really stand-up guy. And that out of everything, that I was a loyal one, right? That's what he's telling me. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. But in, in truth, this is what he's telling me. That I was a down guy in his club. And I was actually the more realist one. A lot of us were real. I just don't think he saw it that way. And I could have and I should have shared the gospel with him. But I didn't. And then a couple of months, maybe a year later, he passes away. And that right there lays heavy on my heart because I should have shared the gospel with him. I just did it because I knew he would reject it. But that's not my business, right? That's not my job to make sure that he accepts it. And just like my daughter's mother's uncle who came out of prison and we were hanging out, asked me and begged me not to preach to him. I did not only for him to overdose and die just a year later or two. And I didn't, I didn't share that gospel. That should have been my ambition. My ambition should have shared the gospel and the truth of Christ and his word and what he did on the cross. I should have done that. That should have been my ambition. But I, my ambition at the time was selfish. I wanted him to like me. And now I have to live with that. What else is a more biblical, ambitious way of living? It is being content and faithful to your lot. And that's another thing that I can relate to. Maybe you can relate to as well. It's realizing what you have in front of you right now and saying, you know what? God gave this to me. God has blessed me here. I should be faithful in this. I should be grateful and thankful every single day for the things that he has given me right now. The job that I have right now I never expected to have. It isn't glamorous. I don't go parading it around, but I've been doing actually really good there. I've connected with really good people in my job. I have helped really good professionals with the service that I sell in my job. I've had the ability to work from home, which I've always wanted. And I guess I always had it in a different picture, but God has granted me the ability 
to work from home full time with a company that's really good with great benefits, great camaraderie, great people, and that invests in their employees. And I have been guilty of looking across and over and being ambitious to, to get something else. When in this particular job, I honestly believe that God has just been blessing me in it. And I've been able to grow and to just excel in this field. And clearly it's where the Lord wants me. It's where I'm at now. And so I should be faithful to that and be content and be grateful, right? I said that already, but I'm just, that's what's just flowing through my head right now. And now it's not to say that I'm content. I'll always just be at that whatever level I'm at in my job. I have a desire to grow and to become a leader because it's just flowing that way. But in due time, if that happens, if it be his will, then when I get there, I got to do the same thing. Because once I get there, it may be all great, but then the new kind of stress starts to kick in. And so I have to be content with that and I have to be faithful with that and then take care of that until God decides to move me again. It's being content and faithful. That's a certain ambition that glorifies God because when you are content and you are faithful, you say, I trust you, God. I thank you, God. And I intend to glorify your name through this, my God. What else is a good way of being ambitious is being excellent with what you have now. So again, I take it back to my place of work. It's never in a million years I thought I, that's what I would be doing. And that's what I'm doing now. And I want to be amazing at it. But again, this is where people can get lost and it can be for selfish reasons, right? For my name's sake. But ultimately, I'm always at the forefront of my mind think that anything that I do to the glory of God. So that way people can say, what drives you, Alexi? What drives you? And I can say, God and pleasing him and making sure that where I'm at, where he's placed me, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use every gift and talent for good to help others, to help them grow, to help them become leaders in return, to empower them and to think of them more than of, of myself. And so be excellent at what you have now and just be the best at that. God has given you certain gifts and talents. Be the best at that. And that's a good, ambitious way of being, in my opinion. And then seeking to know God, seeking to know that God is pleased with you. That, it should, that should be every man's ambition. Every man's ambition to know that the Lord is pleased with your life right now as you are, as you're living. And honestly, I, I want to be known by my Lord as one of, as one of the greatest Christians in our time. Now, that may be arrogant and that may be a bad ambition, but the opposite is just to be the worst Christian. To be the, the Christian, a Christian that truly is and truly seeks to serve Christ and to truly be one of his best on, in this time and in this generation is really selfless because if you are a Christian, you know what's coming for you. You have trials, you have persecution, you have suffering, and you have persecution. I said that already. But persecution is more prevalent now than it has ever been in our day in America. And I can only see it becoming worse as time goes on. Those are not things that people sign up for. 
That's not how people get recruited into a club. By the way, this club may have this one benefit, but you're going to have to go through all kinds of this before you get to that. And it turn everybody away. And in fact, it really does. But Jesus told us that there's no place for his head to rest. You have no bed. If you follow me, you're going to go through it. The Apostle Paul was told that he will suffer greatly for my namesake. Jesus talking about the Apostle Paul, that the Apostle Paul will have to suffer greatly for the sake of Christ's name. And that man is one of the, the authors mainly responsible for writing the majority of the New Testament. And he didn't die a peaceful death. Anyway, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 on to 5. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. That's, that's what we are called to do. We do nothing in selfish ambition or conceit. But in, humilities, in humility, we count others more significant than we do ourselves. And in today's world of self-ism, this right here is the most difficult thing for us to do. To truly put ourselves to the side. To truly put our ideas and agendas to the side. And instead, what we do is we hold on to these things. And the people that we hang out with, we need them to acknowledge our greatness and our specialty. And our specializing. When in, all, in reality... There's so much freedom in, in recognizing you don't have to boast of yourself. You don't have to have everybody know about your certain skills and talents and what you did and did not do. You do not have to live that way in that life. You do not have to go after something that you are told you should have in the world when in reality does not bring you any meaning or any joy and truly doesn't glorify God. You can indeed find yourself in the place that God has you and be content and be faithful and excellent in that. And then when the time comes, if there be a promotion, if there be a next step, if, they, if there be a new chapter and it happens, then you, again, you submit to the will of God. You bow down and you thank him. And then you get on with the new mission in life until God has completely fulfilled his call on your life and calls you home. But ultimately, every gift and every talent and everything that we have it's meant to serve other people anyway. And when you get past yourself and count others more significant than yourself, you start to realize just how much more free that is. And then you, then that selfish, ambitious way of life will die on the cross as Christ took the cross for us. So with that being said, make your ambition Christ. Trust in his plan. Set aside your ideas. Serve locally in the church. Build your homes. Plant your gardens. Lift your weights. Build your businesses. And do all of this to the glory of God for the sake of Christ's name and none of your own. I hope this brought you value. I hope this gave you a new perspective. I hope that this could be another needle into taking control of the chaos and submitting it back to Christ who is in the midst of chaos. If this is something that you believe someone else should hear, 
please do me a favor. Share this with one person. Leave me a review. Leave me a star rating. It will be very helpful as I intend to reach more people. And if you've ever thought about supporting this podcast, I now have a Patreon. And in that Patreon, I intend to do things a little bit different and give you something more of an exclusive inside. Give you a full video of the podcast and maybe set up events where I could do live Q&As and whatever else the Lord starts to lay in my heart. And it's only five bucks a month that you can kick back my way. And I will use that to build this podcast and to serve more people and to grow it however God wants me to grow it. All right. You don't have to. You don't have to at all. But if you are interested, take a look at the link in the description and it should be right there. All right. But until next time, God bless, honor Christ, act like men, lift some weights and resist tyranny. If you found value, then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there.